Hey, good morning. You're with Lachlan Kitchen filling in for Neil Lodger this morning. This is Talk Real Estate. We're joined by the CEO of Provident Real Estate, Loy Alfakir, who is joining us in here. He's been working in real estate in the UAE since 2006, and he's going to be sharing uh, his part of his journey and also talking about the wider real estate industry in general. It's great to get you in here. We had to rush a daybreak out, and we finally got you in. So uh, thanks for your time and coming in for this hour. Good morning. Thank you for the invitation. I'm glad to be here. It's great. You've got a very good radio voice. Oh, wow. Thank you. Look at these deep, these deep <laughs> dulcet tones that you've got here. So if you do have any questions in regards to real estate, uh, you can join us. It's 0586861003. Get started early in property and investing. This is The Real Estate with Neil Oshar. Talk 100.3. Yeah, Lachlan Kitchen, as we said, filling in for Neil Oshar this morning. We're joined by the CEO of Provident Real Estate, Loy Alfakar, who is our, our guest in studio. Uh, you've been working in real estate here in the UAE, well, in Dubai since 2006. What first made you get into real estate and start your real estate journey? Uh, it was actually kind of accidental. I mean, I came and moved to Dubai in 2005, wanted uh, to get into marketing and advertising. I fell in love with Dubai, and I was like, this is a city I want to live and be here. So I was trying to submit my CVs everywhere, going to interviews everywhere, couldn't get the job because I had no advertising or marketing experience. Suddenly I met a gentleman that had a web company called Cacti Media. Right. And, you know, that was the closest thing to marketing and advertising I could get into. So I did that for like six, seven months. He was opening another real estate company at that time. And I was like, you know, the boom's happening. Everyone's getting to the real estate. The city's booming. That's what it's all about, tourism or real estate. I was like, do you mind if I dip my hands into real estate? And he's like, sure, do it. And I moved to his real estate company. It was called PRV2. And uh, that's where I started my journey. And Back in 2006, what were the main areas of, of Dubai that you were renting and, and selling back then? It's incredible. I mean, most of the projects that you see today didn't exist when I arrived. I remember coming out of the airport and driving downtown on the left was desert. It used to be called Defense Roundabout. Marina was just starting. JBR was just beginning of it. Uh, they were just delivering the springs, uh, townhouses. Mm. So a lot of things didn't really exist. And back then, actually, the population when I arrived in 2005 was around 850,000. Today, we're like 3.7 to 4 million. So you can see the amount of growth the city has grown uh, since that time. Yeah, so it's a, it's an amazing time to come in. Obviously, there was that boom, and then you've had the you know, you know the crash around 2009, and then you've yeah. ridden all those waves ever since then. And there, obviously, there was uh, the downward trend, like every industry with COVID. But we really are experiencing a boom over the past 12 months in real estate. Yeah, you know, a lot of people tell me I was lucky to experience the boom of 2006 and seven. <laughs> I think this boom has outpaced any boom I've ever seen in my life. I mean, we're in one of probably the greatest cities in the world and what's really happening today uh, with all the people moving to Dubai and the real estate boom and the projects being developed. Like, I mean, we're developing like incredible projects, brands like Cavalli, Pagani, uh, Versace, all these different brands are coming to Dubai and creating projects with developers. I mean, it's I- incredible. That investment, where, where is it really coming from? Is, is it foreign investment or local investment for most uh, of those projects? Look, we've had a huge influx of international investments coming in. After the COVID, the way the government really managed uh, the situation during that period attracted a lot of people from Europe mm-hmm. and around the world to move over here or to come and see Dubai. And when they saw Dubai, they fell in love, the safety, the security, the lifestyle, which, you know, I don't think any city in the world is offering what Dubai has at the moment. And they're like, you know what? That's where I want to live. That's where I want to have my family. Yeah, so it makes it certainly very, very attractive for investors and also tenants. 
In your work uh, and your experience with Provident Real Estate, uh, what's your advice? Why is it important maybe uh, for anyone to take advantage of this boom, to really say, right, now is the time I really need to invest and grow my business? I mean, look, everyone should own a home. This is part of, you know, the first investment. Most, you know, uh, investments, they say real estate is a tangible asset. It's the number one thing that you need to put your money in. Yeah. You don't want to be paying rent uh, for someone else to be making money on your money, I guess. So... Uh, we highly recommend everyone to own a property and, uh, and a property you're making ROI uh, continuous, you know, uh, returns on your money plus capital appreciation. I have found in the couple of years I've been here, like a lot of expats that fall in, no one really plans to spend 15 years here. So yeah, I think choose. there's the idea of oh, I'm going to do a year. So I'll find a place to rent for a year. Oh, I might do another year or two and then go back. And I think because of that, that trap yeah. is the way a lot of people then look back after four or five years and go, hang on, I paid 400000 I could put halfway through a unit by now. 100%. Yeah. I mean, that attitude was, I think, the past. A lot of people who are coming here, I think, are planning to move over here and stay for a long yeah. time. They're calling it home. And, you know, the government also with the investor visa, the 10-year golden visa, the five-year visa. And there's a whole new generation. I mean, Dubai started booming probably in the 2006 so that you you can meet people that have been born here today mm. and they dubai is their home and for me now i've been here 18 years dubai is home now and i think for a lot of people dubai is home i think you probably touched on a key point when it comes down to the investment surely that has had a big impact on real estate the amount of people that are sitting here and thinking yeah i'm getting a 10-year visa uh, the way certainly dubai and the wider middle east has rebounded over COVID 19 and you're hearing all sorts of reports about back in australia and also also in Europe that there's a looming recession and there is a theory that no one can predict it but this city and its economy will probably be far more robust to be able to protect itself in light of those, that economic downturn. 100%. I mean, I get this question all the time. What's going to happen to the market? What's going to happen to Dubai? And you're completely right. I mean, in 2008, when the US and Europe crashed, mm. the whole world crashed, it came to Dubai. It took six months, but we felt it and it hit us hard. Uh, but today, the market is very different. Uh, Dubai, the people are coming over here and moving because of safety, security. Healthcare as well? Healthcare, definitely. Yep. Uh, I mean, 250,000 Russians uh, moved over here last year. Amount of companies, I can't remember, 50,000 or whatever, open new uh, companies. Uh, it's just incredible amount. I don't think these guys are going anywhere anytime soon. And I think, you know, I, I came back from my vacation uh, on Tuesday, two days ago. And when I landed, the amount of people that were in the airport, I've never seen Dubai airport that busy in my life. When it comes down to your drive, as you said, you've been here 18 years. What do you think drives a particular individual to build, not just a business, but really drive them to build a successful business? I mean, uh, for me, I've got passion. You know, when I see people being successful and bring their families over here and buying their own homes because of something I helped build, that gives me great satisfaction. Yeah. And you know, uh, our goal of the company is, you know, we want to be one of the leaders and we're going to have the largest market shares. So seeing the growth and being in Dubai, Dubai as a city motivates you to become a better entrepreneur and better businessman yourself because it's in your face 24 7. Well, there's constant movement, Correct. there's constant change. Yeah. So if you're not evolving yourself, 100%, that's what it is. You're going to be left behind. Correct. So yeah. that motivation, that driving force is always pushing me and my team. Uh, in order just to be the best that we can be. As a business leader, what, what inspires you or what do you look for in a team member when you're looking for employees other than someone who probably speaks Russian these days? What do you, <laughs> what do you look for? I mean, look, there's certain characteristics, motiv uh, their motivation, their ambition. Uh, I, I really look at loyalty, honesty, because most of the people that are with us have been with us for a very long time. 
and we really put a lot of investment in training the right getting the right people in the whole interview process we're filtering them out and when we get them on board we put a lot of investment in training them because we just want the best people to be around us to understand our culture and our values uh, we're currently in conversation with the CEO of Provident Real Estate, Loy Al-Fakir. If you want to join the conversation, you've got any questions in regards to the market, uh, in regards to investment, let us know. 0586861003 is the WhatsApp number, or you can call us toll-free. It's 800-81003. Just a quick question that's, that's come in. Uh, we can get to you. It says, good morning. Uh, I want to ask, why should I invest in the UAE and not any part of the world? Is it because of security, or is it the case then? Does it mean that the European and other markets are not secure compared to the UAE, although these countries do give you a permanent resident. And also, is my investment in the UAE secured if I get property here? So I guess there's concern around yeah. the security of your money being here compared to, say, areas in Europe if you were looking to invest in property. Yeah, I, I, look, uh, Dubai's uh, evolved a lot throughout the years. Uh, I mean, actually, I would say it's the, one of the most mature markets in the, in the region. Not one of it is probably the most yeah. mature. It's very highly regulated. If you're buying an off plan, all the money's going into an escrow account, and the developer cannot use any of that money only on the construction and development of the project. So your money's not going to go anywhere. Mm. And if the project gets cancelled or anything, worst case scenario, the government has in the past got involved, restructured it, developed it, or rechanged the, the project and got the investors' uh, funds back. So in terms of security for your investment, I think it's probably one of the most secure countries in the world right now. Uh, talking about other countries, there's great investment opportunities everywhere. Yeah. I'm gonna, I invest myself in the U.S., uh, so I'm not going to be saying anything. Which uh, part of the U.S.? In Ohio, because all my brothers are living in okay. Ohio. So we've been investing in properties. We put them in a rental pool. But I'll be honest with you, the capital appreciation that I've been making on my investment in the UAE and the ROI on my rentals is far higher here than anywhere else in the world. But that's because it's a developing country still, right? So the opportunities a There's lot more. more space for growth. Correct. And, and it's growing and it still continues to grow. And you can see the vision of Sheikh Mohammed year on year with all new announcements and they do and all the changes that keep on happening and mm. there's still so much huge opportunity of growth that's going to come here and you know uh, for Europe I don't want to like be annoying or sound arrogant but the growth in Europe slowed down a lot the governments take a lot of time because of bureaucracy to make any changes or improvements and all that and they've actually gone backwards while the UAE has been moving forward and that's why everyone's moving over here and not moving to them anymore I'm sorry to say well no no it's, 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 a, it's a fair point I mean it, it's very hard to sort of say Europe is one economy because there are different factors and there's Obviously, always booms yeah. and bus areas and, yeah. and I know from my experience uh, certainly as an Australian there's so many levels of government you local government then your yeah. state government then your federal government and there's red tape and there's a, and and here things just get done yeah, and exactly. I, I think that's why it does become such an attractive investment. Uh, thank you very much, Faisal, for that message. Uh, if you do have a message uh, for Loy, who's in the studio, uh, Loy Al-Fakir from Provident uh, Real Estate is joining us in the studio, 0586861003. For many people here who are renting, take us through the process simply. If you're looking to buy a property, yeah. what's your first step? Find a broker. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, so I mean, do your research. Depending yeah. on what you're buying, if you're if you need financing, you need to go speak to a, get a mortgage, speak to a bank, or speak to a mortgage brokerage agency. So, so, so you, you would say the first place would be a mortgage broker before going to your bank. If you, 
bank or sometimes the banks, the mortgage brokers can get you better rates and terms and conditions than your own bank. Yeah. So you can do both. Go speak to both of them. See who can get you better terms and conditions. If that's your finance buyer, okay, a homeowner. So I would advise you to speak to your bank. A moment speaking with the bank, you can figure out what kind of budget you have, mm. and then you can speak to a consultant. And then consultant, depending on your budget, can really advise you. Uh, to where you should be purchasing. And and people who are purchasing, um, how much can you look? Is it 50% of your monthly income? How is it calculated in terms of how much you can borrow based on your income? It keeps on changing. Uh, so I don't want to give you the definite, okay. even though I own a mortgage company, but usually I give that and you've got to speak to the mortgage consultant. But yeah, it's a certain number of what your salary is right. times. But you've got people who are self-employed also. You've got people that have their own businesses. Is so it each possible criteria, if you're self-employed to get the mortgage? It still is. We're even getting international investors uh, mortgages over here with that don't even have a bank account in, in the UAE up to 50% yeah you can in certain nationalities like Europe preferably like Europeans Americans Australians okay. are able to get international finance okay companies essentially with stronger visas or stronger Correct. passports Correct. are able to do that um, and when it comes down to a down payment is, is it roughly a minimum 20% what are you looking yeah. at or, or is there there's no set rule it's regulation from the central bank is about 20, 20, 20 to 25% on your first property and then of course it goes uh, less for the second property and the third property yeah. but yeah but there's special offers from the banks where they include some of the fees in so it can kind of increase a little bit but yeah you got to speak to a mortgage consultant on that you got to speak to a mortgage consultant or your bank to get the latest information you're not really having a Dubai conversation these days unless you're having a conversation somewhere about real estate and how much did your property and how much the, did the rent go up and the conversation everyone seems to be having is how much can my my property go up my about to come into the renewal the 12 months coming up what is it is it five percent is it ten percent is it twenty yeah, percent I think there's a lot of people used to in a lot of countries it's mortgage stress I think it's rental stress here for the fear agree, yeah. you know for the fear of oh my anniversary my year's coming up what if it goes up 15% what do I do big concern for a lot of people I mean the rents are going up by 15 20 30% I know some areas going up 100% on the palm wow uh, even more than that you got like the garden home villas were renting a couple of years ago for 350,000 now they're renting up above 1 million uh, I know properties in the palm like a two bed was renting for like 140 now they're going for like 270 280 and all I mean, sure that's not the same tenant they're having to get rid of a tenant uh, uh, you know there's a certain percentage of the increase on the tenant on a rental calculator but even now there's regulation coming in where the landlord can dispute it and go and ask for an audit of how much has the rent changed and he can increase it on you which is why you should uh, speak to uh, the experts in the business you can always speak to provident real estate uh, to get more details I think a lot of people would be looking at the money that's in real estate and thinking, oh, maybe I could be a real estate agent. <laughs> maybe I could be a broker. What advice, I wouldn't say what advice to give someone, but what are the traits that you would look for in someone to be successful in real estate? Look, before you get into anything that you do, you've got to love and have passion for it. If you don't, you're not going to really succeed. Everyone looks at realtors about the you know, glitz and glamour of their life. they see the reality shows and they, yeah, they think I mean, it's all showbiz. A lot of them are working 60, 70, 80 hours, yeah. uh, weeks in order to be successful. And you know, there's like probably over 10,000 brokers. Not all of them are making money, obviously. Uh, there's a lot of successful, great brokers making crazy money, uh, definitely. But you need to really, really work hard. You need to be out networking, be knowledgeable about the market, updated, be involved with all stakeholders, be involved with all the realtors in the market, get to know them, get to know the developers very well, get to know people in the land department, get to know what's happening in the market, going networking, visiting developers. There's so much involved, getting listings, making hundreds of calls, following up with 
clients. Clients will tell you they want to purchase it, disappear in the last minute. So it's an emotional roller coaster for a lot of people. So if you're not passionate and you're not gonna and you don't love what you do, I'd never advise you to be uh, get into into the business. I'll give you an example. Two years ago, one of my friends came to me. Uh, he has a small business, a great business, and he said, "Oh, you guys are making so much money. I want to get into real estate." I'm like, "Buddy, you got an amazing business. You started. You're gonna kill it. Stick to what you're doing." Yeah. I purchased this product, and his product was amazing. And he's like, "Okay, okay, I'll do it." Two years later, he's got uh, four offices around the world, building partnerships everywhere, and he's very, very successful because he's passionate about what he does. So I always advise people be passionate, and I'm always looking for the passion and the long term of of, of uh, the person who's joining the industry before we, you know, bring them on board. Yeah, my father uh, was in real estate in Australia for about forty years, yeah. and uh, Sydney was one of those countries that was, you know, it's relatively new and it, ha- it had that 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 growth period. And, and he used to explain about how in his time real estate changed because it was all about trying to find a buyer. Yeah. And try, how can we get the right buy? And then he said, uh, as the city has exploded, you know, went from a bit like Dubai, went from sort of three and a half million, now Sydney's at six million, uh, that suddenly it's all about getting the listing. There's too many buyers. It's about getting the listing is Same the job. issue we're having and, today. And I was going to say, that seems to be the issue now is it's not finding the buy, it's getting the rights to the, the listing of the property. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, that's one thing. I'll, I'll give you an example. About yesterday, there was a launch of uh, the West Villas in District 1, and I had agents in my office crying because they couldn't get the, the <laughs> stock for their clients. Wow. I'm like, this is part of our business is an emotional roller coaster, you know? Keep Go to the developer's office, sit down, and maybe there'll be cancelled unit that you'll get for your client. Uh, when there's when you're buying off plan, yeah. Um, when people do invest, they're not purchasing the unit; they put a down payment, correct, um, to secure the right to then purchase when it comes available. And some of those are cancelled. Uh, no, 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 no. So how it works? It's not exactly. So what you do is you do a booking, you do a reservation. So you put a small token amount that you're reserving the unit, and within a certain period that you may have to pay ten to twenty yep. percent of the value. Plus the good fees, which is four um, percent, and then you sign a sales and purchase agreement. So you actually own the u- unit right now. Yeah. good is a pre-title deed uh, of ownership, but you have a payment plan. The moment you finish the whole payment plan and you receive the keys, that becomes you get the full title deed, okay. which moves from good to a title deed. Yeah. But in, in essence, you have, you have ownership of the property, and usually with developers, upon that you've paid thirty to forty percent, sometimes fifty percent. Upon that amount that you've paid, you can resell the unit if you wanted to. Uh, this is Talk Real Estate. We're joined by Lo Al-Fakir, the CEO of Provident Real Estate. You can send through a message on 0586861003. Everything you wanted to know but didn't dare to ask. The Real Estate with Neil Oshar. Talk 100.3. Yeah, good to have you along here as we get through Thursday morning. Lachlan Kitchen filling in for Neil Lodger this afternoon. Our guest for Talk Real Estate is the CEO of Provident Real Estate, Lawyer Al Fakir. If you've got any questions, you can join us at 0586861003. Uh, in your work with Provident Real Estate, h- how long has the company been in business for now? It's uh, August 2008, so we're hitting on eight, uh, 15 years now. Yeah, wow, so, so you, you were saying you arrived here in 2008. That's rather ambitious. Five, no, 2005. Five. I came in 2005. Five, real estate in 2006. 2006 and then Open in 2008. So, so what made you, when you were working in the industry, think, hang on, I, I, can, I can do this on my own here? <laughs> where, did, I mean, where did that inspiration I mean, come from? My boss was my friend, so I learned a lot from him. He was my mentor. And you, you wanted know? to go into competition with him? It, well, no, after I, because when I opened up, the market was, uh, you had the 2008 crash. It was, I opened up in August, September, you had the Lehman Brothers crash. So, I, I, it, that it, must have been a stressful time. It was a stressful time. I was scared, you know. Uh, but the company was like just starting up, so all the big companies were 
downsizing. So it gave room to new generations. You know, new companies are usually born. A lot of actually the main companies today that exist, the big ones, I would say were established around wow. the same time as us, 2008. Well, that's what Warren, Warren Buffett says, be greedy when everyone else is fearful. Correct, yeah. And that's what you did. Yeah, and you know, because I came, I told you, I was like focused on marketing. So I was building websites, doing SEO, doing organic stuff to get the traffic onto our websites. It was that time everything was turning to digital. You had the portals to Bizzles coming up, Property Finder coming up. Uh, it was all uh, freehold uh, papers before everyone used to advertise in freehold golf news. Yeah. And it was like that thick. I mean, you can't see on the radio, but you can imagine no. how thick it was. <laughs> yeah, well, and, I, I, well, I mean, I, I guess that that's changed now that uh, there would have been a period there where you would have yeah. been trying to say to people who were selling their property, you need to invest online. you got to invest on. And they would have been, no, 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 let's go in magazines Correct. and newspapers overseas. And how hard was, was there to get in the mindset of, of people that, no, you need to adapt to this new technology? I mean, it was very different over there at that time. So we, we, we were just calling people, trying to get listings. They weren't really focused on how you're going to sell it, are you, on the freehold. People on the freehold or uh, the magazines were advertising projects, not listings as okay. much at that time. So it, it wasn't that much of a challenge uh, to get the listings. Uh, the competition was a lot uh, smaller back then also. And, and where, where to next for Provident Real Estate? How, how far can you see this going or growing or, or how much have you got left in you to keep going with it? Uh, I, I think it's still the beginning of our journey, to wow. be honest. Uh, I mean, uh, we're opening offices in Palm Jumeirah next month. We have another office in Al-Barsha. We're opening an office in London. Uh, we've already signed the agreement. And we're looking like to expand in the region. We're looking to Saudi Arabia, Qatar also, because I, I think these are going to be major markets. And, you know, the ultimate goal of the company is to go IPO and get listed and hopefully be one of the first real estate agents brokers in Dubai to be listed. So, so in your time with Provident Real Estate, when, you, when you're looking at uh, setting up an office in London, is that because you were specifically looking at entering into the uh, the London real estate market or is that an opportunity to find investors or buyers for the UAE? Uh, buyers for the UAE. We right. were doing a lot of roadshows in the UK pre-COVID and we were doing pretty well. And then I just felt, you know what, uh, let's establish a ground over there again and get some business over uh, to Dubai from the UK. And, and when you and when you are looking at um, uh, selling Dubai, are these the same points that we touched on earlier? People uh, enjoy that it's a growth opportunity, it's the security of the country, uh, it's the investment by the government that, that make it attractive for our property here? 100%. I mean, this is what most of them... I mean, we do roadshows all around the world, not in the UK only. I mean, we've got a roadshow happening in Monaco, uh, in Marseille uh, next month. We just finished uh, Tokyo. We just finished Osaka. Uh, we just finished Milan, Rome. We okay, so where are you not doing road shows? It's easier. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, we're doing road shows all the time. People, you know, their main uh, importance is safety and security. So, you know, as a company, we're not only offering real estate. We're offering, we help people in opening bank accounts. We help people in uh, setting up uh, licenses. Uh, we have a mortgage company also. Uh, we do property management. We also own a holiday home. So when someone buys a property from us that's ready, we furnish it for them. We do short-term leasing daily, weekly, monthly, and we pay them on a monthly basis. Uh, so, you know, we cover everything from A to Z for them. It's a phenomenal story in, in what you've done. But to, to look back on this time ever since you um, you launched it to where we are in 2023, what are the key lessons that you've learned? Where, where are those times where you, certain things didn't go as you anticipated that if you could have your time over, you'd do it differently? Uh, I mean, look, it, it's all part of the experience and the journey. You've got to make these mistakes and learn from them. So I would never change that. But I always say, you know, uh, your time's your most valuable asset. Use it wisely. 
never be too comfortable uh, because the moment you're comfortable, your competition is going to take you over. Uh, be dynamic like the city or, or ever evolving like today. Like, you know, AI is like on the topics all the time. And even the marketing team, we're using AI today to help us with our ads, coming up with better content, better uh, uh, different things that we're using for the marketing so you got to always be adapting to the changes have you looked into the metaverse at any stage yeah percent and what are your thoughts are I you mean, long on this or short on metaverse uh, i don't know i think metaverse is very very long i'm not short on it like i think it's a very long haul for the metaverse it's something interesting i am interested in crypto and i have invested myself on a personal level uh, metaverse we were looking at actually opening an office in the metaverse i was in talks with a company that does that uh, but i just felt it's not the right time for it i think it's just too early people don't understand it yet so much and they don't know how to use it properly uh, so it's something that we're gonna have to keep our eyes on uh, but I think it's a bit of a long haul still. Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to host, because it's Dubai, a lot of metaverse conferences. And when you're looking how that works with real estate, um, that was the first thing I thought of is, well, if you could put on a headset and actually walk in to the house yeah. and see your furniture in there and see how, how it looks, um, if you're the estate agent that can do that, that's a huge a huge sell compared to your competitors. I mean, but that's existed already before. You've got 3D things that you can put the renderings and walk, uh, yeah. do the walkthrough. Uh, we've been approached by a company where they have an office in a metaverse that people can walk into your office in a metaverse and you can meet them and discuss with them. I'm like, that's a great idea, but I don't think people are ready now to walk into the metaverse and talk to me. They could just get on Zoom right now. Do yeah. you get what I mean? So I, this is why I still feel the metaverse still early stages, but 100% where you can walk in and do a walkthrough in, it's, of it's a property is, is an amazing thing, definitely. Sometimes face-to-face -face relationships and, and basic human skills are sort of going out the window. But that's still a key, you know, key point in real estate yeah, in, yeah. in doing those dealings. Uh, how are you finding with the next generation of perhaps brokers or real estate agents that uh, are they still having the same personal skills that you would have found when you started in 2008? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I mean, look, we, we have got a whole training on the psychology uh, of sitting down and with a client and everything. I, I think it's very important. You know, relations. Most of we ha I think like 40% of our buyers buy uh buy from us again and we a lot of our business is referral business so it's a, if, if you didn't have that human touch how are you going to get that referral business so I think it's very important still well I'm fascinated by that what is the psychology that you need to learn and what are the tips that you, you put you, your employees through when, when you're in this training process so we have Dr. Alan that comes to our office that trains the, the, the new starters and obviously our veteran agents all the time I mean you got to understand you know there's different you got the creative uh, uh, clients you got the technical clients you got to really understand their left brain, right brain, the way they think, the way you want to communicate with them, the way you sit with them. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be facing them directly. You want to be sitting right next to them, asking them the right questions, uh, be patient with them, uh, understand when to ask a question and we just wait for them to answer you. So that kind of human behavior that uh, we're training the agents on. Yeah, I, th I think that is, uh, uh, that is a very, very key point and a great investment, I think, in your staff uh, as well. 0586861003, uh, if you would uh, like to join the conversation this morning. Loy Al-Fakir, the CEO of Provident Real Estate, is joining us here. He's been uh, here in real estate and his company has been running since 2008. The biggest lesson, what has been the biggest lesson since beginning in the real estate industry here? It's a lesson every day over here. <laughs> okay. you know, we're learning what did you learn yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yesterday, I mean, yesterday was quite a hectic day in the office. 
So, like, uh, I, I was saying some agents lost opportunity, and, and I told you, a real estate is a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Real estate is a roller coaster. I mean, you gotta love what you do and be passionate and don't give up. Don't give up. That tenacity is obviously key in any industry. And, yeah. and we spoke at the start about how there's this glitz and glamour. People see all the reality shows and Dubai bling and they watch all these things and they think, oh, I want to come out and do real estate on the palm. But obviously, yeah. what is the other side of the industry in your work at Provident that they see the glamour, but they don't see that, that, that other part of the industry that you need to educate people if they want to get into? Look, I mean, I told you there's a lot of work. I mean, people are working 60, 70, 80 hours uh, a week in order to get their business. Trying to get a listing, you've got to make so many calls, follow up get the pictures done, get the documentation. A lot of paperwork is done. You need to go get the photo shoot done, get the agreement signed by the client, update it every few months. Clients will book a viewing, don't show, show up. up. Put an offer, you put the offer to the, the, the seller, then your buyer disappears. So many things can go wrong, so many things can go right. 0586861003. A message has come through from Fazella. Hi, I have one question. Uh, You probably get this all the time. Uh, I have one question. Where is the best part of Dubai to invest in uh, if I'm looking to purchase at the moment? Look, uh, there's a lot of good, great investment opportunities, but right now what I really like that I feel that still hasn't increased in value so much and it has great potential is Creek Harbour. Uh, Dubai, uh, you got some great, amazing products uh, over there in developments, and I think uh, it's still uh, the park just finished. It's on the creek. It, it signifies downtown, and it's on on the creek. It's a beautiful project. The prices have just increased a little bit. I feel that it's going to increase a lot more. Dubai Hills is a great place to invest in. Still, it's a great yeah, family I, community. I've I've really been. I've spent a lot of time there in the last couple of months. I've it's really great. been impressed, and it's a great location between downtown and Marina. Correct. You got Damak Hills is a great project. You've got Tilal al-Gaf is also a great project. Tilal al-Gaf, that's, that, that is extraordinary. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. They've got the Crystal what, what, Lagoon. Yeah, if you, if you don't know, it's just sort of past Sports City. And a, a, a friend, I had to go um, host an event there, and they showed me some pictures, and I just thought it was on the palm because yeah. it was on the beach. Yeah, so, yeah, oh, yeah. And then I'm looking at it in Google Maps, I'm going, what? They Where? created their own Crystal Lagoon. There's their it? own lagoon in, in the middle of the development. And you can swim in it. Yeah. <laughs> but then people, there's a lagoon, but people also want to have have a pool at their house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> in in the Dubai style. And is that the benchmark now when we look at architectural design for, for home villas, that area? Or yeah. is it going to be, you can perceive it being raised again in Dubai style? I mean, style? they keep on raising the bar over here. You've got Damak and Damak Lagoons. They've created their own mm. lagoons over there with a lot more activities and things where you can do canoeing over there, activities, wall climbing and different parks and fishing and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, what's so extraordinary about the developers over here, they keep on putting the power up and up and up that you, you don't see anywhere else in the world. Uh, obviously, you said Creek Harbour? Creek Harbour, I, I'm, I really feel is really good. Dubai Hills, uh, Damak Hills, obviously, and Tilal Gaff are great projects. Uh, we're in conversation until 11 this morning with the CEO of Provident Real Estate, Loyal Al-Fakir. If you do have a message for us, let us know. 05 Talk 100.3. You're on Talk Real Estate. You can join the conversation this morning, 0586861003. Lachlan Kitchen filling in for Neil Lodger. Uh, we're joined until 11 o'clock here with the CEO of Provident Real Estate, Loyal Al Fakir, who has been in business with Provident Real Estate uh, since uh, 2008 and uh, expanding globally. London's coming up very soon, other parts of, of the, the MENA region. And when we look at those real estate markets in Saudi and uh, Qatar, are they looking at, at Dubai really as a, a benchmark, as something they want to try and clone and copy with 
with the success of, of real I, estate? I, I mean, I'm sure they are. I mean, if you've seen all the projects that Saudis are launching, like the you know that city that's just like the a long straight building, line, yeah, the yeah. neon building, uh, it's a bit crazy. I don't know what they're going to build because they, they don't. I don't feel they're realistic projects. Is it a marketing gimmick uh, or not? But. It's getting worldwide headlines. Maybe that's the agenda. A hundred percent. But they are going to be doing something great and, you know, something about the market that we need to be looking at, definitely. Well, one of the great things about Dubai is they consistently are making headlines around the world. So one of the big ones is the new project, Raman Island. It's going to feature 1,800 beach villas, a thousand branded residences, a hotel and a marina. And this is this new concept, which is about 20 minutes from the shores of mainland Abu Dhabi. Yeah. And we got discussing about this during the song because we were mentioning uh, the Jabal Ali Palm, yeah. uh, but you're a big believer in Rum and Island is, is, is going to be a great property opportunity. Yeah, 100%. It's beautiful. I mean, it's developed by Eagle Hills, which is owned by Mohammed Al Abbar, which was uh, one of the founders of mm-hmm. MR developers, the, the pioneers of real estate of Dubai. And uh, it's, a, it's a, his new master project. Uh, Rahmani Island, located in one of the islands uh, close to Saadiyat Island in Abu Dhabi. Uh, it's a prime beautiful locations i don't know if you guys have been like to abu dhabi islands it's just like natural beauty looks like the maldives crystal clear waters and all these uh, villas from three to seven bedrooms are going to be waterfront properties yeah. on the water so you have your pool if you want you have the beach with all the facilities and the amenities and obviously you're going to have the hotels all the retail and everything it's going to be like a whole community over there we, we we talk about dubai's growth and obviously the growth in the real estate sector um but abu dhabi sometimes gets forgotten about um do you think are there, are there aspirations to have abu dhabi to you know sort of enjoy some of the success of dubai's property of the last couple of years I mean, I'm, I'm sure they are i mean abu dhabi is a beautiful uh, city it's very different uh, uh, they've got some amazing projects. Yes, they haven't had the boom that Dubai has had in terms of foreign direct investments, in terms of real estate, but they do have a very healthy uh, real estate uh, development over there. It's more of a local or regional uh, market. Uh, I think with the Rahmani Island now, we're going to be seeing a lot more going on over there. Yeah, that foreign investment coming in that yeah, is really correct. driving the price. Correct. Yeah, zero five eight six eight six one zero zero three. If you would like to join the conversation, uh, this is Talk Real Estate, and we're joined here just for the remaining uh, couple of minutes. Uh, we're in conversation here with the CEO of Provident Real Estate, Loyal uh, Alpha Kib. Your success has been great with Provident. Uh, you've got offices starting up. Uh, you're looking at the IPO very soon. Are there any plans to branch out away from real estate? brokerage any other associated sectors you're looking to invest in you know like all our businesses are related to the industry currently right now uh, I am looking I, I've been involved in crypto uh, a lot myself but I'm really interested in AI right now and I think AI is gonna be uh, revolutionary I think AI you know how you had the industrial revolution where the world changed accelerated I think AI's in the next uh, couple of years you're gonna see a huge acceleration in the world and changes it's, it's going to change the world and I, I i believe you got to be involved some way or another in ai the growth will be there and five years down the track we'll be using it every day and not Correct. realize when the change happens so you, you mentioned crypto uh, there's some companies that are doing a lot of work in terms of being able to purchase parts of properties through blockchain have you ever looked into that situation of people that may not have the money for a whole unit but they want to order uh, they want to purchase a share of a unit through? I mean, that's called fractional ownership already exists today so you've got a couple of companies doing it called stake and uh, smart crowd yeah so you can uh, buy a fraction of a property invest ten thousand to fifty thousand dirhams and own 
own a percentage of uh, a property. Do you but see that? Is that an attractive option for someone who may not have the the, you know, the capital to it, purchase it a is, unit? It is, and people have. I know people that have invested and made a lot of money, and these company two companies are quite successful. Uh, they are trying to go into the tokenized system, but currently, right now, it's a fractional ownership via an, a company mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be changed, and they're trying to put in the blockchain. Uh, but that's going to take time because they got to work with, I guess, with the land department on that, and there's not enough regulation uh, on it currently. But yeah, I've known people to invest and have made money in fractional ownership. So there is a, a, a I haven't a, invested. I mean, if you have money to buy a whole place, why would you buy? Yeah, buy what? Buy a small percentage. Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you can buy the whole pizza, why not buy the whole? Correct. Pizza? Yeah. Yeah. Zero five eight six eight six one zero zero three. We're speaking here on in on uh, talk real estate uh, with the CEO of uh, Provident Real Estate, Loyal Alpha Key. We uh, look. We've discussed a lot of things, but uh, we'll go back to the start uh, again for people who might just be joining us this morning. If you hearing all about the boom with the property market and they're looking to get investing the first step get yourself a mortgage broker and, and try and work out yeah, your financial it, it, position exactly speak to mortgage consultant understand your financial position uh, and then speak to a consultant i mean consultant not understand the market understand the regulation can understand your needs because there's so much options to be honest and there's so much going on that even if you do your research you're going to be lost yeah. uh, when you speak to a consultant they can really understand you and guide you in the right direction how quickly can someone go from making a decision today i want to purchase a property to actually getting the signature down how long would that t- take i mean we We've had someone call us and within like three hours they've purchased a property with us. It's happened before. <laughs> if it's an off-plan property, obviously if it's a, a ready property, secondary, obviously there's a lot of paperwork involved. It can take some time. If you're a cash buyer, it can take a couple of weeks or a couple of days, depending. Do, do off-plan properties, do you think they provide um, um, a more attractive investment? I mean, look, there's, again, it, 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 I can't say that fully because there's, you know, buying everything's ready, different. Everything's different. Really depends on your requirements. They're buying an off-plan property, you're paying in stages, so you're not putting all your money up at one time. Yeah. Uh, you benefit of the capital capital appreciation when the property is handed over. However, your money's stuck for a certain period. When you're buying a ready property, it's being rented, it's on a holiday home maybe, and you're making ROI plus capital appreciation. So it really depends on what kind of your requirements. And that's why it's very important to speak to a consultant because he'll understand you and he'll give you the right advice. Looking at the other side of things, if uh, I own a property and I'm looking to sell, I want to put it on the market. There's probably no shortage of buyers at the moment yeah. uh, in Dubai. But what are your first steps? You're speaking to an agent and, and, Definitely, and looking to get the market. You need to get the proper value of the property. Sometimes you... I've seen people even in today's market undervalue their property and I've seen people way overvalue their property where it won't end up selling. So when you speak to a consultant, he'll do a comparative market analysis for you based on the transactions that have happened in your building or your area and come back to you with a realistic amount that you'll be able to sell your property with a certain period. First key step is always either if you're looking to buy, get yourself a broker or get in and see the guys at Provident Real Estate, uh, Dubai's award-winning real estate agency and they'll be able to uh, help you out. Uh, Loyal Al-Fakir, congratulations on all of your success. It's been great to hear part of your journey and part of your story ever since coming here in 2005. It's a real Dubai story of turning up to do something else and then setting up an award-winning business a couple of years later. So congratulations. And if you do want more details, uh, you can uh, check out them on all the socials or the website providentestate.com for Provident Estate. You can can, uh, join us here on uh, Talk 100.3. We are back on TSB from three o'clock this afternoon uh, where we will be joining with uh, TSB Talksport Business on Talk 100.3.
Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.